How is it that there are independent musicians out there who have no ties to any big record labels or financial backing able to get their music heard by millions of people and live out their dreams of being full-time musicians? That's the question, and on this podcast, we will discover the answers together. I'm Lizzy the Gifted, and this is the Music Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? You're tuned in to another episode of the Music Mastery Podcast with your host, Lizzy the Gifted, and we have got an oh-so-special treat for you. I mean, I, I, I love uh, the fact that I'm able to get this guest on the podcast finally. Um, if you're looking, I mean, we're talking, we are talking Instagram expert right here, you know? And I mean, this guy specializes for music producers, but honestly, I think anybody who wants to grow their Instagram uh, and just kind of learn any kind of digital marketing strategies is going to get a lot of value out of this episode. I'm really excited to welcome my man Jumpers, J-M-P-R-Z, or you could call him Richard Zablowski. Shit, I already forgot to say it. (laughs) Yeah, Zablowski. Yeah, you could call him Jumpers or Richard. So Richard, what's up, my guy? How are you? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Excited to be here. And yeah, thank you very much for inviting me for your podcast. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. So just to give people some context and... um, kind of the way you and I got started with getting to know each other. So, so the first time I ever saw you was on Instagram organically from probably exploring hashtags or the explore page. And I saw your infographics. I was like, man, these are great posts. I started seeing more. Then I started to realize that you're connected with Legion beats. And I'm also, cause you know, being in MIDI money and being mentored by Gabe and, so I got connected with you there, and then I saw your program, Producer Graham, um, which I think has since changed since I got it. But I, you know, I got into yeah. Producer Graham, which I've, I've said previously that it's the best Instagram program, whatever that I've ever seen. Um, it's got the ebook component. It's got some videos. You know, to be honest with you, I didn't even watch any of the videos. All I did was read the ebook, and right there was enough value <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh, and then I just kept in touch with you and, and now you're, you're here, you're here on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. tell me this. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to say like the Instagram game and like uh, connecting with people been crazy for me just from content alone, like posting. And like, I started working with Legion Beats because I was posting content. I like connected with uh, record labels because of the content I've been posting. Like connected with you because of the content. So like Instagram, like posting and content stuff like been really great for me. That's incredible. That's great. So let me ask you this, like where, first of all, I'd love to know where you're from and like, how did you grow up (laughs) and like, what got you into this whole game? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I live in uh, Lithuania. For those who don't know, it's a European country, pretty small one. It, it's not in Russia. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, from the young age, I was going to the music school. You know, I've been classically trained piano player, been playing piano. Then I kind of shifted to music production when I saw a Martin Garrix and David Guetta play at Tomorrowland, so that excited me, excited me a lot to start producing. So I started doing that, and then kind of over the years, I kind of discovered my passion for entrepreneurship, which I never knew I had. I mean, mm-hmm. 
probably because of the that my parents are kind of entrepreneurial type of people so i got okay. it from there from them and started diving into that and, and yeah bit, been a lot of kind of good times but also kind of struggled to combine you know, entrepreneurship and music music because generally like a lot of people when they say about music it's just you know oh art and great music and that's it and when it comes to like business they just make money and it's been kind of tough for me to to kind of combine those but one day i kind of decided hey why not i do like business side for music people so it's kind of combining those both and yeah that's pretty much life of my story of my life what did your parents do like why how were they entrepreneurial what they do yeah i mean they do like e-commerce and stuff okay so both my parents are hella entrepreneurial too that's why I asked. <laughs> they do different stuff like my dad well like we could go all the way like my dad's dad's dad like my great grandpa entrepreneur i mean he came here from russia you know and so he, he had to come here with basically no money and built a business and then his sons kept on that business and then they moved to california where i'm from and my dad you know he had his business and my mom she's an entrepreneur like right now she's a public speaker but she used to yeah. own her own recruiting thing where she would recruit like software engineers so both my parents are entrepreneurial too that's where i get it from so it's cool that we have that do you have any uh do you have any siblings i do have a sister Oh, okay. I'm an only child. I just wanted to see how much <laughs> we had in common. Still cool. Sure. So, okay. So, and it's funny, something else you said, right? This whole, like, you're a musician, but you were struggling to put together the music and the business. I think I was yeah. the same. And I think, I think you speak for pretty much all musicians. I think all of us are kind yeah. of like, like that. Um, but you've obviously kind of started to figure out the business thing. I mean, you're doing really well. I mean, what ended, what was kind of, do you remember your first introduction into the business side of things? I mean, it's probably been from my parents. I've been helping them from the age like of eight, I think maybe earlier. Okay. So, you know, it's over the years been like that, but more of my uh, what, like solo projects. I think the first, first steps yeah, it will be hard to explain, but you know, there are some sites where you can basically watch ads and they give you a couple of cents mm -hmm. for watching those ads. So I've been grinding that for months and got a couple of bucks. Hey, <laughs> that was my start. Wait, so you would get paid to watch ads? Yeah. How did, how, how did you do that? I don't, I don't get it. There's like, I don't know if they exist still, but you know, some people just they have those websites where they get other companies to put their ads and you just basically watch them and get like cents or two per watch that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how old are you? I'm 20 years old. What? What? <laughs> You're 20 years old? What the fuck, bro? Oh my God, I'm 27. Damn, oh, yeah. dude. Bro, I thought you were my... Oh, my God, bro. All these people surprised me with their age. Wow, bro. You're 20 years old, man. Shout out to you for fucking taking steps. Holy shit. I thought you were going to... I thought maybe you were going to say 30. I was like, maybe he's 30. 30? What? Oh, bro. Not because you look old, but because you're so 
developed. You know, um, you know Prism HQ, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, you know he's fifteen. Yeah, I asked him one time at the yeah. <laughs> Y'all, that's crazy. So, so the reason I asked you that was because I was curious as to, you know, what you've seen in terms of like what's changed in the game and in the industry and in the world since you started mm. music. Okay. I mean, probably one of the things that I've noticed through like last year or two is that people want more direct contact with you, whether you're selling something or creating content. So like engagement with you, like talking with you, that's why like Twitch works really well. And for example, like uh, when you're selling something, just people want to kind of experience it maybe first and see like if they it's if it's the, for them, you know, not just like, hey, I give you this money, maybe it will be good. But like, I want to see, touch it and feel it and talk with you and get a feel. And then maybe, okay, I, I like it. I'll get, you know, more. Interesting. Okay, that's, that's, people want more direct contact. That's funny. So, hmm, I, you know, it's kind of funny you say that because you'd almost think that because of the digital world that we live in, very e-commerce driven world, you would think that that element would be sort of harder than if you were mm -hmm. in person, right? But you obviously have come up with a way to still have that direct contact with people, you know, because essentially I'm a customer of mm -hmm. yours and now we're <laughs> homies and you're on my podcast. So obviously you do a great job. Um, could you, could you talk about just like how you've been able to how you've been able to do that and maybe give some tips to people on how they can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the digital world, you obviously cannot do it like one-on-one -on -one with people and actually meet in person unless you like live somewhere near, but you know, that's not really scalable and stuff, but yeah. what's really helped me. And I think a lot of other entrepreneurs too, is like creating content and in that content include like your story your things you have experienced talking with uh, you know ex uh, what's called engaging back with your community and just being honest to be honest <laughs> yeah you know one of the things um you know that brings up a point like in in, in the producer gram ebook one of the mm -hmm. things that i loved about it one of the main th it's so funny that you know you i got so many gems out of it um, but some gems stick more than others. The one that stuck really for me was the way you structure your captions, how you have like mm, the yeah. question or the headline and the origin story and the, the way you craft your caption. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Like it's very similar to, you know, writing copy for an email or writing a sales letter. It's kind of, it's kind of similar. And, uh, you know, and it's funny because then I go back and I'd look at your Instagram captions. And, oh, you know, he does a really good job of pretty much following this format, you know. And what's cool about that, because your your Instagram kind of get got you going with infographics, which is like not really as personal as pictures. But you still found a way to make it personal because you tell a story 
in that caption. Now you're showing your face more and your profile picture is your face now, obviously, which, you, you know, so are there, you know, but you, but you also have a one-on-one element to you. Like you respond to DMs, you, mm-hmm. you, you are really good at responding with comments. Does that ever get challenging for you to respond to everybody and really talk to everyone? When you do it and you get the momentum, you don't really notice and just breeze through them and do them. But yeah, sometimes when you open Instagram and you see like, you know, there's the DM stuff and you see like number 99, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> 99, right. <laughs> yes. I mean, sometimes, if, especially when they say something like DM me, because that's, yeah, another gem. If you want some, uh, get more engagement on your posts and stories, ask people to DM you, whether give them a free something or ask a question and let them to DM you. And this will make like algorithm think that you are friends and you'll show get, they will get your content shown more. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. No. So, so, so here, here's where my challenge is, you know, and you could probably, you'll, you know, maybe I bounce some ideas off you. So my, my challenge is always, my challenge is never with knowing what to do anymore. Now I kind of know what I can and can't do. I think where my challenges are is, you know, kind of having like, how do I say this? I mean, my biggest challenge is definitely the, the whole, you know, I get, I, I lose patience is my biggest thing that I'm working on. And then it's also, you know, kind of like getting distracted with like other opportunities. So like right now mm. I'm really in on TikTok because it looks like you get better numbers and you're able to, you know, yeah. grow. So, but you obviously you're killing it with Instagram. I, and I do pretty good. I do like, okay on Instagram and I still think it's a great place to be, but how do you decide on like, which platform to use and do you go after the other platform or do you kind of stay just kind of consistent with one platform? What's Mm -hmm. that been? What's your experience been with all that? Yeah. From my experience, to be honest, and I don't remember, I got it from somewhere, but so it's not my original idea, but like use those platforms, which are you like create content on those platforms, which are you like, using yourself you know like just like as as a consumer because it'll be like much easier like i try to do it twitter because it's pretty simple you just tweet and stuff but like i don't use it so within a week i forgot about it so it was yeah like instagram and tiktok i use it daily so it's like much easier for me to create the content there because i'm naturally there that's super smart huh that's so simple like that's i i think that's (laughs) that's part of the reason that I have been concentrating on TikTok more. Cause I actually enjoy being on it yeah. more, you know? Um, so, so w- like, but okay, this is really what I, what I'm more into. I think a lot of people are very into growing on these platforms. I, I don't really give a shit that much. I care about building a business and like using these platforms to build a business. You know, I think a lot of people get caught yes. on the whole, front end of the funnel like artists especially like rappers like that's their biggest problem is they want all these numbers but they don't have products to sell or clothing or anything at all um but you see you that's not a problem for you obviously because you have producer gram right what came yeah. first for you did you start building your following and then you thought oh i need to make a product or were you always kind of in the mindset of oh i'm going to build a product 
that's what I'm focused on. And I'll build a following for that. What was, what was your whole journey mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, I think with my like personal page, I started with content first, but it was not too long before I created a product because I had a product before that, before producergram too. And, and, yeah, the best. I always have in mind, like, okay, I have this following, I'm growing this following. What do we kind of sell them? And like, there's nothing wrong about it. I don't, yeah, I mean, from my perspective, you kind of have to sell something because if you don't, you're doing a disservice for your people because they want to support you, they want to get more personal contact with, from you. So if you're not having like a merch or a course or something or like subscription, like, you're doing a disservice for them. I agree with that. And I think that's cool to talk about because there's sort of a limiting belief around money. You know, sometimes people feel guilty about yeah. putting an offer out there and you know, you, your mindset is totally right. You're you're like for you, like I was so happy to buy producer gram because it helped me and it wasn't, I mean, I would have paid more for it, but the amount of money I paid for it, I was like, man, I'm so happy I spent that money and I learned so much. And so you helped me. But, but, you know, I think if I had just gotten all the whole course for free, everything, the videos, all that, you know, it probably wouldn't have been as good. Um, so, and you know, I want to talk about this too. And I want your thoughts on this. One thing that I learned from you inadvertently is your whole customer journey is so like streamlined like Mm -hmm. it makes like the product that you made made so much sense for the content you make like you know you talk about a lot of different topics on your instagram obviously you talk about like producing tips like there's a lot of stuff but it's very clear that like you know producer instagram growth guide how to work smarter as a music producer uh, six tips for mixing, why most art, there's just a lot of stuff that's, it's just very clear that your expertise is in like growing on Instagram and business. It's just like, it's very clear when I look at your page. So plus when I'm on your page, I'm on your page. Like I'm very on it. Like I'm on it. I go through a lot of the posts. I save your posts. I think a lot of people look at your page the way I do. I save your posts and I look at them later. Um, so it made sense when you came out with producer gram, it was so like, mm. it just was like, Oh, like, yeah. And it, it was just such an easy purchase for me because you just, dude, you just did something that I maybe, you know, <laughs> but I don't know if you give yourself enough credit. I don't know because it was perfect. Like the words, the copy, the headlines, everything was like, I was like, dude, this is all just makes so much sense. Like it was such an easy buy for me. It wasn't like you were trying to, I feel like if you were to try to sell me on how, on how to mix and master, it might not have worked as well because you don't fully talk about like your page isn't just mixing mastering. Yeah. Can you, can you talk about like, do you even realize that your process was that streamlined or was it kind of just by naturally happening? Like how did you make your whole, how did you make the customer journey so smooth and like streamlined like that? Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, made sure that my content aligns with what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to sell. Because if you 
have a, for example, content about cats and you're selling a dog necklace, this will not work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's funny. So, I mean, there's a simple explanation for that. And I mean, in terms of like easy sell and they're like, I was creating content specifically answering questions which people will get when buying the producer program. For example, like, do like do I need like great music before I grow an Instagram? And then I create content like how to promote your music, even like if you don't have skills and stuff, and like go more into deep into the story and answer all the questions, not directly, but more like the story based thing. And this like people who read it and like every day, then when I post uh, this product they'll just like all the questions will be answered and they believe that they can achieve results and they're motivated and it's easy to sell right that's so interesting i think right there dude that's something like a lot of people have trouble with like i have trouble with that like i have so much trouble with streamlining that sales process like that's not that easy you know and it's just a thinking and it's just a thought and it's a decision that is very hard for not just me, but like any artist, singer, songwriter, musician, that's like really like, it's really hard because I have trouble a lot of the time figuring out like what is my value? Not because mm -hmm. I don't believe in myself or anything like that. It's just like, no, logically, what is it? So how did you come to where you're at? Cause you're a music producer. Like you make music. How did you end up yeah. kind of deciding like I could be the Instagram producer, like I, not, I could be the producer that helps with Instagram marketing. Like how did you end up going to that? Yeah. Um, it's probably the, was not that a, so hard to kind of decide because I was trying to do like Instagram stuff for a really long time. I was growing pages in like random niches, food, luxury travel. So it was interesting for me. And then when I started my music page, basically, hey, why not just take it to music producers and do it right here? You know? You grew other Instagram pages before this one. Yeah. Like what? Like, can I look any of them up or would you just be able to tell me about them? Uh, I mean, yeah, most of them are deleted right now, but. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what made you want to do that? Cause it's so funny you even say that. Cause as you're talking, like my brain's going and I always had this idea of like, Oh, it would be so much fun as just like a fun creative side project to like just grow an Instagram page in some random ass niche, not put my face at all and just yeah. build this whole business in something else. And you, it sounds like you've already kind of done that. Yeah. I mean, I was trying stuff. It was fun to grow. It's still fun to grow pages and like uh, get followers and uh, you know, not like, Oh my God, I need followers and recognition, but it's just, it's just a fun process to do this type of marketing content marketing. And did you end up building businesses out of that, like selling products or was it just building the page? 
I was kind of trying, but it was in the beginning of more serious entrepreneurial journey of mine. So I was not really made any sales, but, uh, but yeah, I was trying to do something. Cause like, well, let me ask you this, like all the, did you use the same methods to grow those pages as you did jumpers or was there other things you did? Kinda jumpers is more, more serious when when they started like reading books and buying courses and like uh, learning about more about marketing but uh, like those pages were just like experiments i would say so not everything that i took from there from jumpers is like on those well so what are some and i mean i'm sure things have changed since those days because Instagram has changed and the algorithms changed. I mean, what are the ways to grow on Instagram now? Right now, probably like right now, right now is IG reels. Those are crazy. Like you get 10 times more views compared to like videos on IGTV and normal posts and reach. So, I mean, they just copied TikTok. So they want to kind of make sure that people stay on their platform, not on TikTok. So they are really pushing it. And I mean, as it will be always like share, share your story, share yourself about yourself, talk with, talk with people. And no matter how like algorithm will change, people will be there for you or no matter which platform you are on. Right. Um, kind of a random question, but not really. I'm curious about yeah. this. When you make a piece of content on the platform as opposed to uploading it, like, so what I mean by that is, let's say I made a video on uh, my camera and put it on YouTube. And then I take a clip and upload it to Reels. Mm -hmm. Does that yeah. get less reach than if you film it using Reels? On TikTok, I definitely know that it is true. On Instagram, I believe it's also true. Like I know that posting from a phone usually gets a slight boost in terms of reach. Right. So I would assume, yeah. So, so yeah, I think, I hope that made sense to people because I've noticed that, you know, I've noticed like when I just yeah. upload something from my camera roll onto a post, it's not the same as if you film it using the technology on the specific platform, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but, but the see, I'm for that, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Why is the reason? So, so the reason is simply because when you upload, there's always this process in the algorithm. They need to kind of check the content beforehand, you know? So when it's not on their, like, what's called system or camera or whatever it's like they have to do some checks and make sure like it's you know not something bad not like nudity and some kind of like that but when you do the system it's just they know it's them it's like much easier for them to check and they trust it more you know and when they talk about them it's you know piece of code algorithm <laughs> right yeah yeah right the the robots yeah <laughs> All right. Um, so it's funny because one of the strategies that everybody loves to talk about that Gary Vee made famous is repurposing content. 
right? But that's not favorable on the on the on the algorithms to do that. Mm-hmm. So, do we still do it? I mean, definitely yes. I don't think that the advantage of creating like only on the app is that of a big to like completely cancel, you know, repurposing content because it's still like the volume of content you get from repurposing is like really high compared to like when you create everything by yourself from scratch. Sure. Cause I've been thinking about that myself, you know, just, I have so many videos on YouTube that I could easily um, take and just upload to TikTok or chop them up into 15 second snippets. But I kept thinking, Oh no, but there's that thing I know about the algorithm where it's not, favorable you know it's better to film it on the platform so do you repurpose content though i mean how do you do you do you do that at all no right now i don't really have content anywhere so only like on on the platform itself you make it on the platform usually yeah unless it's like some kind of infographics or something sure do you you have a youtube channel i do but like there's no content in there so (laughs) how come you don't use youtube and that's just I've not been focusing there. So, got it. So right now your focus is on Instagram, right? Kinda, yeah. I mean, right now I'm really slowed down because I'm maybe changing something. But I'm like, yeah, it's not my main priority to get more like fans and followers right now. Well, because I've seen that you started a new Instagram account, the Producer Cave. Yeah, yeah, that's specifically right. for Instagram. Wait, Instagram mm-hmm. producers, yeah. What's going on with that? I mean, why did you start your new account? So, like, I wanted to have a, probably, like, a business business for, like, teaching music producer stuff. Maybe in the future, like, samples, loops, mm-hmm. sound banks, and keep uh, keep my profile, like, me, artist, or whatever I want to do. So, just to kind of separate and make it more clear. Okay, so now you got me. I just changed something on my bio. Sorry. So, <laughs> and you changed something else too. Okay, for a while you right, you had producer Graham. You had an awesome funnel going with it. Now you have a new one where it looks similar. I'm on. I'm on the website right now. Theproducergram.com/slash/free. And discover mm. how can you boost your Instagram story views two x. And you already know I'm about to download it for sure, but. What made you what made you want to redo that whole sales funnel? It's just putting a step beforehand like uh, and getting the contact information like name and email is gives you an ability to follow up with people and send them emails and stuff and yeah increase the conversions and you know and like emails are so valuable like Right now, for example, one of my Facebook ad accounts got shut down. So, like, this type of traffic source has been blocked. Then, you know, the Instagram, some of the Instagram reach been down. So, you cannot always rely on those type of things. But, like, emails, like, are there for you. They're they're your, you know, your own. Right. So, what happened to your Facebook ad account? Yeah, it's been crazy, like, last month. 
they've been just restricting everything and yeah it got shut down basically well so i'm i noticed that there's you know something going on in europe what what the hell is going on in europe with facebook ads oh so they like the restrictions and stuff like more privacy rules and making sure that data is safe that the data is yeah, safe whatever. Uh, so we just more restriction more you know that type of stuff it's kind of crazy i mean i read i read on facebook's uh, website on business.facebook.com right? i read on some kind of something they posted where you can't run like messenger ads and mm -hmm. something about conversion ads like maybe you can't run messenger conversion campaigns or Maybe it was you can't run any conversion campaigns to Europe, something like that. As far as I know, you cannot really use yeah messaging like you know messenger ads and stuff. Interesting time, you know. I it was funny. I was DMing somebody about getting them on my podcast. I sent them my Calendly link to book. Mm -hmm. Instagram wouldn't let me send the message because it was a link. Mm -hmm. And they said yeah. something about privacy, and I'm like wow you can't even send a link to somebody dm so you know can you talk about i mean where okay so let me ask you this like seeing stuff like that i mean your facebook ad account got shut down like that's crazy mm -hmm. like you can't run facebook ads so like what do you feel about that what are you gonna do i mean it sucks definitely i created new ones so far so good um, okay <laughs> uh, but you know there's always other places you can advertise youtube ads snapchat ads reddit ads google ads you know search uh, search those search type of ads what else and organic content you know mm -hmm. yeah i mean so I, I was thinking about youtube advertising too i keep saying i need to get on it um you know somebody had told me uh, i think my mentor one of my, my mentors told me that like there's 9 million monthly active advertisers on Facebook. So Facebook, 9 million advertisers, YouTube's like 1 million. So something like there's way less competition on YouTube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, so do you, do you see yourself going to advertise on YouTube anytime soon? I mean, I already tried. I just haven't been that really trying. I just, created a couple of videos and tried it out to see like what's the cost, how people are reacting, was the to kind of basically get the feel about it and how it works. But yeah, I mean with the Facebook blocks and restrictions, I'm definitely always looking for new ways to bring traffic. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting time where we're living in because Facebook's obviously going through like some legal stuff too with their yeah. privacy and you know a friend of mine was just so i have a friend of mine who who was working at facebook for two years i think he's been gone from them for about two years but but like he worked at facebook so he kind of likes to pay attention to stuff and he was telling me like there's this idea of did facebook purchase certain companies because they saw it as competition or because they wanted to use the technology. I said, well, why does that matter? Mm. He's like, well, the reason for buying their, the companies actually matters a lot to whether purchasing the company was legal or illegal. So it's actually illegal 
to buy the company just because they're competition. But if you're buying them because you like the technology, that's not illegal. Okay. So I said, okay, so then like, give me an example. And he was like, well, there was like a small messenger app, like before Facebook messenger that they, they wanted to buy it. And they did, they ended up buying this company. It was like seven months, this company, I don't remember the name, the, the company started seven months later, they got like a hundred thousand active users. Facebook went in to buy it. They bought it. I think they bought it for 500 million. And okay. they, they developed Facebook Messenger from that. I said, well, that's not illegal. You know, like, like that company, you know, agreed to sell it to Facebook. So that's not illegal. He goes, well, yeah, but what if Facebook offered them a deal? Have you ever heard the expression, a deal you can't refuse? I mean, yeah. It's from an old movie called The Godfather. Mm-hmm. So in The Godfather, he go, when, when they say that, it's a mafia movie. They put a gun to the guy's head and say, you can either make, you can make this deal if you want, or I'm going to pull the trigger. He's like, basically Facebook does that. Facebook will go to this small ass company and say like, Hey, we're going to offer you 500 million. You can either take this deal. If you don't take this deal, we're just going to develop the technology ourselves and we're going to crush you guys. So what do you want to do? And then they take the deal. So, so that's where Facebook's under some scrutiny to where they're there. And I probably am missing a lot of parts of the story and, you know, I might, might be telling it wrong, but that's kind of the gist of what I've got at, gotten out of it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of like where, you know, it's a crazy world. It's kind of like a free for all. It's like a jungle. Like, what do you mm-hmm. think of like the world of like social media and technology and where do you see yourself as a small entrepreneur fitting into all this stuff? Where do I see myself? Well, for all, I've yeah, I've never really thought about that too much. To be honest, it's just yeah, I'm not trying to be like the next Facebook and stuff. Definitely not. I'm just just a small producer from Lithuania making a producer gram courses and Instagram content. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's not maybe as ambitious as Facebook, but you know, think on the smaller scale. Right, right, right. And when I said small, by the way, like I think anybody who's not, I mean, I, I didn't mean small in that way. Like I'm a small entrepreneur, like a lot of, I just meant yeah. in the grand grand scheme of, you know, compared to, you know, any other bigger businesses. What I meant really was, was like, how do you see yourself succeeding um, like, what do you feel like you have to do to like continue to succeed with everything that's always yeah. changing? There's all this crazy stuff going on. How do you continue to succeed with all this stuff? I mean, when everything is changing, you kind of have to change it with it. So adapting to the current platforms and marketplaces and economy is probably the key and being flexible, like uh, think that's the kind of one of the main like reasons or main strategies to to make sure you're always kind of staying up and staying up with the current technologies and and and, and stuff you know yeah what do, what do you like what is your um do you have like a big big goal like what are some of your big goals that you have yeah yeah um one of my 
biggest probably goals of in terms of like music and stuff is to play at a big festival like you know Tomorrowland type of style it's just just fun and I always wanted that uh, from a young age so probably that one that's tight how do you feel about with corona and all these live concerts getting shut down how do you feel about all that i mean like to be honest i don't feel like i will accomplish that in like a year or two probably not right so <laughs> so it will hopefully be fine by that <laughs> but uh, yeah but there will be something that, to kind of you know to adapt i mean there is all like tomorrow i'm doing those live streams and creating those cgi things and everything to kind of emulate the experience but you know so there will be something i believe well i'm i'm wondering too like what's kind of funny is like before covid hit you know we not in a big way but virtual reality has kind of started to like you know, kind of become a little bit of a thing. People buy these big ass goggles, put them on their fucking head. And like, yeah. they're starting to do that. Um, and I even saw a minute ago, uh, they were doing marshmallow did some concert in Fortnite, where like your Fortnite <laughs> yeah, character yeah, yeah, could like go that. and watch a concert. And I saw, I saw it on YouTube or one of, one of the kids, I coach basketball. So one of the little kids showed me it. And I just, I just, I had so much yeah. trouble rapping. I was like, wait, wait, wait. But he didn't actually physically, but his character, he did it and he performed. And it's like all these, it was literally a virtual concert with your little Fortnite yeah, yeah, yeah. character, right? <laughs> right. And it was like, and I'm sure Fortnite paid him a lot of money to yeah. do that because the kids didn't have to pay. They just, they got to go to a free, but it was funny. That was before COVID. That was before COVID was ever, it was, there was no coronavirus, but that would be perfect for right now. I mean, definitely, yes. And I think a lot of companies and platforms are kind of moving in that direction, creating like virtual experiences. So, you know, because what else can you do? Especially those, you know, businesses who rely on being live with people. Like, you know, a while ago, Google tried to do their Google glasses. And I guess, mm, I guess yeah. it, didn't, it didn't really work out that well. But, but, you know, how crazy would that be? if we had that going on now, like if we all were still going to concerts cause like the virtual reality technology was that good. It's not that good right now. Right. That's why people mm -hmm. aren't, we're doing live streams on a computer or your fucking phone. But like if we yeah. had glasses, right. Where I could go and just lie down on my bed and I could just go to a concert or if I could like walk around my house and I was like walking around a concert, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> holy shit like how how crazy and it kind of reminds me of like what was that pokemon game what was the pokemon go you know that yeah. game mm -hmm. kind of like that it's like a virtual reality like you're on your yeah, phone yeah. And you're walking around your local town but you're in the pokemon game on your phone you will catch these these pokemon right <laughs> like that shit was before its time like if that game came out in 2019 or 2020 it'd probably be a lot bigger because it kind of went through its super up period and then people kind of didn't give a fuck about mm -hmm. it. Now we need that game. Um, you know? Mm, yeah, but now I'm thinking like this game heavily relies on you walking everywhere and, you know, catching Pokemons. Sure, right. Actually. 
like you know there is a lockdown and you cannot leave your home so maybe not that great to be honest well if they had a thing where you get these goggles on your on your head or if you have a glasses and mm. you're holding a controller maybe you're holding a controller with one hand or the other and you're not walking you're sitting and as you move your arms mm. you're walking yeah. in the game <laughs> right and you don't have to actually move around i don't know the point of me saying all this shit i mean i'm just kind of spitballing these ideas but i'm saying this stuff because there's got to be a way for us to I mean, you kind of almost have to, you have to move with the times, you know, it's funny because you're a music producer, you make music, beats, EDM, stuff like that, but you're selling a producer course on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. you've, you obviously know how to pivot. You're like, you know how to adapt and just like, you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to do what I can do. You know, how, how did you, um, I don't know if you know, like, that's a bit, like I talked about it earlier in this podcast. Like that's a fucking challenge for a lot of people. Like that's a really, it's difficult for people to break out of their, I'm a producer. I make beats. That's what I do. Or me, I'm a rapper. I make songs. I sell music. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I make beats. But like I could teach people Instagram too. How did you get into yeah. that mindset? I mean, probably the biggest thing that helped me is that you can always change your mind. Like, like if you're selling a course right now doesn't mean like you will be selling this courses in like 10 years like maybe you will be doing something different but like right now right now if that makes sense and you like it and maybe yeah it brings a good financial you know uh, gain and stuff so why not <laughs> right are you do you think would you say you're a very patient person or no it depends. <laughs> it, okay, like for, on what? Uh, yeah, I mean, if if it's something that I like and I want, I can be patient as fuck. <laughs> but if it's something that I hate or maybe somebody like kind of pushed me to do that, then yeah, I'm not patient at all. Yeah. So like my patience, I have this quote on my wall back here. I got a picture of Gary V. And it's mm -hmm. one of his quote cards. You know, he does a picture and he has his little mm -hmm. words. It says on here, your lack of patience will fuck you over. That's literally what it says. Okay. And, uh, and I always was like, oh yeah, I'm really patient. I'm really patient. I'm really patient. You know, I'm 27 years old right now. I graduated college. I was, um, fuck, how old was I? I think I was 23. Fuck dude. Yeah. I was 23 <laughs> when I graduated college. Dude, I was not patient these past four years. I wasn't patient until 2020. And I'm trying not to live with regrets. Like I'm super disappointed in myself looking back going, wow, I was not patient at all. Um, mm -hmm. And I wish I was because I realized that you just have to do one thing. If you stick with one thing and do it every day, you know, you could see results maybe in like yeah. a year. So I asked you about your patience because you're 20 and it's funny yeah. because the, when I was the least amount of patient was younger, as I've gotten older, my patience gets better. Isn't that kind of funny? Like you mm. need the patience when you're, when you're young, when you get yeah. older is when, wouldn't you think that cause you're getting older, your patience should be getting less, but it's not like, like for me, it's like, no, no, no. I'm more patient now. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I asked you that. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, so do you feel like 
where's your patience at compared to when you first started? Definitely my patience increased because when it was just starting out, it was like going, going up all over the place, like doing different projects and, you know, this shiny object syndrome where you like start a project and then maybe like you don't get the success you want to start another one and then another, another, and definitely not as patient as, as I am right now. But luckily I was kind of, figured out that they need to do like more one step at a time and be more patient that it's really helped me a lot. Yeah. That's big, dude. I mean, I think that I kept putting this, you know, there's so it's all in your head. Like I kept putting like this big thing on the age 30, you know, like I had this weird, like it's all over thing. Mm, So stupid. Like when I was your age, Fuck, I didn't even want to say that. When I was like 18, 19, I just like thought 30 was like the end. <laughs> like, I don't know, like this weird ass, like if I don't if I don't figure it out by 30, I'll quit kind of thing. So stupid. Okay. I'm not gonna quit. Um yeah. and like I wish I didn't have that attitude because I would have just stuck with one thing. Like I got way too I had shiny object syndrome too. So I like how you said, like, you can change your mind. Like you can like start trying this one thing. So how do you, how do you do it where you're able to do producer gram, which is your Instagram course, which isn't really that far off your brand. Like it's still in music, but it's a little different than like making beats. How are you able to do that kind of a, cause that's not the same thing as like doing a festival at Tomorrowland. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like that's completely different. It's like, well, how are, you know, how are you able to go off and do something like producer gram and still be like, you know, stick with, mm. or do you feel like producer gram somehow is going to help you to tomorrow land? Yeah. I mean, as I said, like try what I've noticed, like the best way to find something you want is just go and try it, you know? And yeah, I just try it, and if I don't like it, I will stop. And I'm always working on other things, like like playing at Tomorrowland and stuff. So, yeah, I don't see the reason why the hell not. So, like, I have the knowledge and skills to do that, and it's. I think definitely it it, it helped me in terms of like, you know, if we speak about like financial financial stuff, it like definitely helped me in that way. So why not? Right. Yeah, dude, I love that. I love that attitude that you have about just being patient because that's that's definitely my biggest problem and I think a lot of people's problem too. Um, and I think it do you do you have like what's what's your like what's your daily like how do you organize your time? Like what's your daily list of things to do? I mean, how do you how do you like how do you organize everything? Yeah, probably I'm not the best person to ask. Oh, really? <laughs> because okay. yeah. Sometimes I get, I mean, one thing that helped me a lot is the whiteboard and like just what do I need to do today? Like put it on the whiteboard and put like, you know, date and time and like a two hours for this one, one hour for that one. And this has been helping me a lot because if I don't kind of, you know, put a timer on the, on the task, then it probably won't happen. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Okay. 
do you do you always make a list for things you do every day or do you have days where you just kind of freestyle and let it go most of the time i have a list yeah me too absolutely i do <laughs> and i and i just like to you know i like to just and i've been doing it like that for years I mean, how long have you been yeah. making lists probably since the young age <laughs> yeah I, I just, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine not, you know, I, I've been doing yeah. a, a power, I call it a power list. I got it from mm -hmm. a podcast, but I've been doing it since December of 2017, you know, pretty much every day, but I'll have days like a Saturday or a Sunday where I'm like, I'm going to take the day off and just unplug yeah. from everything. I won't make a list on those days, but pretty much every day I make a list. I can't imagine life without it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. You know? that one. Yeah. yeah. When I was in school, I was just like, it was different because I had school, yeah. which I didn't give a fuck about. So I was like, I'm not going to make a list for fucking school. I have to go to class, do my homework, whatever. Uh, but I think there's still people who don't make that list every day. I don't think they're very productive. I don't think anybody productive it was really making moves is not making a list. Like, do you think there's people like that? Mm. I mean, I feel like it's each to its own, you know, maybe it's somebody like it's better for them not to make a list because it will restrain them. But I definitely noticed that like, you know, the successful people and people who are productive definitely have some kind of structure, whether it's a list or something else. Do you, you know? think, do you think that one of the traits of a highly successful person is organizing your time? Absolutely, yes. Like, there's no question about that, right? Yeah, I mean, how can you achieve a lot when you don't know what you're doing, don't have a clear structure and, yeah. Right. I think, like, because you and I are clearly entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. And one thing I've learned about being an entrepreneur, whatever, is like, you don't necessarily have to do all of the tasks that are in your business. Like you can hire people to like do certain things, you know, like create yeah. graphics or yeah. there's like a lot of things you pay someone to do Facebook ads for you, like whatever. But you need to know everything that's going on, right? Um, yeah. I just think it's one of those, like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't yeah. need to be an expert at Facebook ads. I don't think Russell Brunson yeah. even probably has ever run a Facebook ad himself. He hires people to do that. But so, so, so there are certain tasks that are negotiable. You know, I know how to run Facebook ads, but I really don't need to know. I could hire somebody if I wanted to. I don't need to know how to produce my own music as a rapper. I could hire someone to yeah. do that, but I choose to. But then there's certain things where like, well, if you're an entrepreneur, you want to own your own business, you want to control your own life, and you want to be on your own boss, I kind of think that organizing your time is like you can't negotiate with that. Do you, you feel like you agree with that or do you have a different perspective? Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. And I mean, about uh, what's called outsourcing work, I mean, you cannot do everything at once. So you need help if you want to go big, you know? <laughs> so, I mean... That's how Legion Beats is connected with you. They outsource yeah. Instagram content to you, right? Isn't that how it works yeah. with you guys? How did Pretty you guys much. get all connected? 
yeah it was my content <laughs> it just like gave just commented on one of my posts it's funny because uh, that post was actually inspired by his content oh and i kind of created i watched the, the i think that was the podcast he was on i watched it then i created something similar like infographic then surprisingly he like commented i was not tagging him or anything he just appeared out of nowhere and commented then they they started to chat with him and then we started working i mean i'm probably maybe he saw and was like he vibed with it because he's like oh i know that i i just yeah. talked about that you know yeah 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 um what's that been like working in working in the organization of legion beats pretty fun to be honest i mean it's yeah it's a fun business because it's you know it's music beats and courses which you like so why not <laughs> right yeah so when i like when i talk to him he like he's very like talk about organizing your time like that guy organizes his time you yeah, know? He, yeah and he organizes the team and communicates i mean he talked about how he talks to the team every day is that true that's crazy. Like, that's cool. That's not crazy. It's great. You know, because he has a lot of people that he worked that work yeah. for him and work with him and he's got business partners and affiliates and he has a lot of stuff going on. And what yeah, I learned, definitely. yeah, what I learned from him when I talked to him in person was, is that fuckers Gabe's organized, like very organized. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I talk with him really, really frequently. We work on projects and stuff and help him out. So yeah, definitely he's like organized. <laughs> yeah, right. So I've, and I haven't worked with him like you have, but I just, from talking to him that one day, I was like, he showed me, you know, um, he showed me just like a lot of stuff and like just taught me a bunch of things. And I think the best part about when I met up with him was, First, he gave me some tips on what I should specifically do. But then I just was like, I just want to know how, what does a guy do who runs two different $1 million businesses? Like, what does he do? Like, what's his organization? Like, and I got that and it was great. And I was like, oh shit, like this guy's like, he's more organized than I even could imagine someone being. <laughs> you have, and it feels like you kind of have to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you ha don't have like, uh, what's called peace and kind of clear structure in your life. How can you expect like your employees and your business to be in, in stock in structure and, you know, have a clear outcome and goals. Right. Um, in terms of organization in general with you, not just your time and your tasks, but just in general, I mean, do you feel yeah. like you're pretty organized or is that something you kind of struggle with? Um, it's always up and down in terms of organization of my life, but uh, I would say it's somewhat in the middle. There's al it's always those days where I like, fuck, I don't get anything done. But sometimes I just schedule everything out, even like my free time. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's kind of in the middle. I think for me, scheduling my time, very organized, but when in terms of like my bedroom, my fucking that's shit's not organized enough 
Like that's where I, I struggle organizing mm-hmm. my spaces, organizing my bedroom. Like I'm very bad at that. It's not like dirty mm-hmm. and disgusting. It's just like a pair of shoes here. My beanie yeah, yeah. is over here. My gloves are here. Like it's like that, you know, I mean, and it's just, in, yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of that type of thing, I mean, I feel like I started from a young age. I don't know. I just, I was the type of person who would organize stuff in terms of like, you know, shoes and everything and workspace. So, yeah, but, uh, but, but, but like tasks that I'm kind of not over there, you know, not at the level I want to be. So you're the, it sounds like you're the opposite of me. Like you're good at organizing like your room, your shit, but like when it comes to tasks and time, that's where you struggle. Yeah. Sometimes. That's mm-hmm. great. We're the opposite. That's good. Let's <laughs> sw- I'd love to switch with you sometime. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so let's just swap brains sometime. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed that it's a habit. You know what I mean? It's definitely, you know, I think that if I was more organized with my room, my space, my studio, I think maybe other things in my business and my life would be more organized too. Do you, mm-hmm. you feel like mm-hmm. it's all kind of related? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, it, you become like what what you do and what you think so you become what you do and what you think that's that's it right there man that's it (laughs) yeah i mean it's simple as that so right man i love that man that's great well we're just we're just about um winding down on the time um Mm -hmm. you know i'm where what's the what what is the thing that you you know, at the end, I usually ask people to, you know, kind of tell where, where can people find you? Where can they reach you? But also just kind of end it. Can you just talk about the new, you know, the new thing that you have going on? You've got producergram.com slash free. I mean, what do you've got? What have you got going on for people there? Yeah. I mean, if I think it's that producergram.com slash free, it's a free ebook if you want to go check it out. It's, I think it's pretty awesome, but you tell me. And yeah, check out their producer ground. There's not the producer ground, but the producer case, sorry. There's content over there. I'm posting videos. So yeah, nothing much of news, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. I just, I, I just put my email in. So perfect. Okay. Great. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really excited. So where can people, where's the best place for people to find you and get in contact with you? uh, If they want to know more about you and just ask more about like Instagram growth. Yes. I mean, Instagram at jumpers.official or the producer cave, just DM me, uh, DM me word podcast. And I know that you listen to this podcast and we can talk about that. Hell yeah. So J M P R Z dot official J M P R Z dot official. That's where you can follow my man, Richard on uh, Instagram. And don't forget to go to the producer gram.com slash free, get your free ebook um, on how to double your Instagram story views. Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm hyped. I'm hyped about that. (laughs) No, I'm very, I'm very excited. That's great. I'm sure because guys, I can say, you know, if you're one of the people who's listened to my podcast and you've listened to a lot of my episodes, then 
you'll know I've talked about the producer gram before um, and how it's to me, I mean, when it comes to growing on Instagram, it's the, it's the, to me, it's the best place. It's the best product, whatever you want to call it. Um, and now that there's a free ebook on how to double your Instagram stories, like you can, I don't think it's going to be a scam. It's probably really going to help you double your Instagram story views. So I'm excited to get it and read. I just put my email in. I'm going to get check my email and grab that and check it out. Um, yeah. So, so Richard, man, thank you so much for hopping on. Um, really, really excited to finally have gotten you on here. And um, oh, yeah. just chat with you and just kind of start the dialogue. Would love to have you back. And uh, sure. yeah, man. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. And have, have an yeah, awesome rest it. of your day. And Merry Christmas. Thank- Hell yeah. Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you. All right. See ya. I know you see me. Huh?